Y'all know here at Black Girl Brunch, we are always trying to prioritize our health and wellness. And as Black people, we know health is wealth. From the makers of Gatorade, Propel is the only zero-calorie, zero-sugar fitness water among national enhanced water brands with enough electrolytes to replace what is lost in sweat. Y'all know we understand how crazy life can get. Propel is here to help keep you grounded. All Propel products are designed for people with busy, active lifestyles who want a water that is formulated for fitness and supports hydration with added benefits such as electrolytes, vitamins, and antioxidants. Check out Propel Immune Support, the newest fitness water that helps support a healthy immune system with 100% of the recommended daily value of vitamin C per bottle and an excellent source of zinc and electrolytes. Now, let's get into the show. Hello, Chicago, and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. Shout out, Shy Town. We are coming down. Hey. Shout out to the folks in Baltimore. Period. What up, B more? What's up, Los Angeles, DC, New York, and of course, what's up, Philly? What is up, Fly Eagles, Fly? Whoop, whoop. What's up to Houston, Texas? What's up to Miami Dade County? What's up to all the people in Las Vegas? What is up? What happened in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, so thanks, Sabri. Wow, you kind of need to pursue like a career in just being a, like, I don't know, like a classical rock announcer, <laughs> like announcer for like a classical rock channel. I really was that kid would see something on TV and I would repeat it. And that's why my parents had to watch what I watched because I really would just mimic it like perfectly. <laughs> yeah, you definitely ate. Um, but yeah, we just decided to give some, give some love to all the cities. It was actually yeah. Eric's idea. And we, yeah, we wanted to pretend to be classic rock VJs. Well, that was really fun. Let's do it again next week. In a different yeah, way. I was about to say, give us, it, like, give us ideas, like, what should we, how, how should we open it? Fuck it. We taking suggestions yeah. on how we should open up the show. How should we open the show? Because it's actually funny. Remember our Hey Queen rap a few years ago? <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. I would like to listen to that again and, like, see if we, like, reflect, like, do, are we ashamed of that? Um, for that reason, I have not gone back because I'm so afraid of, cause remember the last time we went back to the past, um, that time we tried to record our first YouTube show. Oh, I'm so happy that that laptop crashed. <laughs> but the thing is, it's different because what we were doing was a joke. Like we were in, but with the you YouTube, were joking. We, Iman, you were joking too. But, you know me secretly i was like this is gonna be our big break Yvonne. but youtube you was dead serious and that shit was way giddy wiggity oh. way okay all right you talking about with the hey queen yes i was joking i thought yeah. you said we wasn't joking with the youtube thing oh I no said, we was I, dead serious we was both giving it our all i was not joking we were like hey guys but we also was teenagers and it just oh, was God. like oh it was turd it was it was probably be more cute now than cringy but back then we was like hey guys time for a goofy awkward moment <laughs> oh what's so bad that's and speaking of that we will be getting into that later on in the show <laughs> <laughs> can't wait 
Not a goofy, awkward moment, but okay. <laughs> so let's get into the fade forward this week, shall we? Let's just jump right into it. So, spoiler alert, we're taking next week off. Um, but this is, you know, this is going to be good. It's going to be good for everybody. We're all going to take next week to find a way to relax. Like, let's yes. just put it out there. Next week is going to be international week of rest for, yes. for the brunchers. All right. So we're going to take next week off and... In honor of us finding a way to rest, because rest is resilience, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about four of our favorite resting activities. Because sometimes resting can be boring. That's very true. And sometimes it it depends. It could just, or it could be boring, or it could be like just low energy. Like you just need to be boring. <laughs> I know, because you don't know how to sit still. No, and I thought I grew out of it, but I when the sun when it's sunny out and when I'm like, you know, feeling high anxiety, I just don't like to sit still. I always yeah. like to be doing something, but sometimes you're so tired that you really you can't clean, you can't cook, you can't you can't do self-care. You really have to rest. And it's just like for me, sometimes I'll be I need activities to do while I'm resting. Yeah, exactly. Since I like since I got back into uh video gaming, it was easier for me to like just sit my ass down and stay in the house. Um and I mm-hmm. found like stuff I like to watch, so that became easier. But for me, what I would like what I like to do to rest um and what I want to do next week, um I have on my list uh meal prepping. Um I feel like that is a low energy activity. Um, I meal prepped for the past two days. Um, yeah, the past two days, yesterday and today, and I felt like yes, like I just loved it. Like I was like, yes, I miss this. Like I feel so organized. I feel so neat. I feel so clean. Like I already know what my lunch is. Like I just felt so on top of it. So next week, I want to even be be even more on top of meal prepping. Um. I love that. Meal prepping is also, it just makes your life so much easier that next day. It does. And also like cooking, like I, I feel like this is not something good to say. You could, you cook, I was going to say I black out, but not in a way that I don't know what I'm doing. It's just that like my mind is at ease. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's just like, it just feels so productive sometimes to be in one place, listening mm-hmm. to something, maybe YouTube, maybe a podcast, maybe an audiobook, yes. and then just like kind of letting your mind, it's like letting your mind be focused on what you're hearing, and then you're just kind of like on autopilot doing your doing the task. Exactly. Um, another thing I would like to do, I'm pretty sure y'all all know by now, I am obsessed with grocery stores. So I want to grocery shop and I'll probably actually do that this weekend. Um, I just feel so, again, I feel so on top of it when I grocery shop because I got a little carried away and excited, um, you know, having a new job and all that I started eating out again and I just miss cooking and I miss grocery shopping. Like grocery shopping is just so intimate to me. Um, and again, it's another activity that I feel like is low for me. I know some people hate it, but for me, it's very low energy. Um, it's again, <laughs> again, not safe because I'm usually by myself. I, it's <laughs> one of those things that I black out, um, where I just feel so like, I just love grocery shopping. It just makes me so happy. I love seeing like new products, um trying new things like so that's um again a low energy activity that I'm going to be doing um I also put on here this is not low energy at all um 
uh, for for me, um, I was thinking of maybe one day walking my dog. My dad usually walks to um, Rocco, mm-hmm. but um, be- he because I saw a post earlier that said dogs are racist and misogynist, and it's true. <laughs> but I love. I'm still team dog. Like I'm still a dog person down. But my dad has to walk Rocco because he is very disrespectful because I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah, Period. dogs hate women. The they way do. they be dragging women on them leashes and like also like because dogs just naturally respond to deeper voices. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like <laughs> they my my dog don't listen to me, but she listened to my little brother. So when I discipline yeah. her, I gotta make my dog my voice deeper. Yeah. And she doesn't she doesn't buy it because she knows my little voice. So it's like same. She, she, she don't get it. I'll like, sit down. Yep, that's the same thing I do. And it's just like a joke. But I feel like since I've been working so much and um like I record with Iman, um, like we physically record together on Tuesdays now. So I'm not home. I feel like when I get home, he'd be really excited and he like misses me. So I feel like on one of my days off or like, you know, after um the day so this is me not recording next week that I can like go with him my dad or like I can walk him myself because I did walk him um but I had stopped. But yeah, I feel like he would really appreciate that. And maybe he will behave since I haven't walked him in a while. Um, who knows with that guy? Um, the last one on my list is very is very a woman in her thirties. Um, go to bed early, go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I love that. I went to bed early last night. Um, I made myself go to bed early, and I woke up and I didn't feel that bad. Like I didn't feel I didn't feel bad at all actually when I woke up. I just was um tired because like I work in an office and this is cold in the office um and I get sleepy when it's cold um so but the good thing about my job is that I can literally leave the office and what I just tell somebody like oh I need to get fresh air and I can walk around but I was fine um also like I did drink coffee but like even right now like I'm, I can definitely go to sleep but I'm not exhausted and it's because I went to bed hella early last night I did the opposite. I went to bed really, really late. And I yeah, because I saw really when you text me, I'm like, girl, what you doing up? Can, I don't know why. Oh, I was making a video. That's what I was doing. Um, and I was yeah, so excited. I edited it really, really late. And I was like, oh, I don't know what I'm on. Also, I got really good sleep all weekend. So instead of just think, get, you know, keeping up on my rest while I got ahead, I just was yeah. like, now I can maximize my time in this one day. And I'm just like, when will I learn? When? Yeah, going to bed, like, not going to bed early, really, like, especially when you get older, that can really do some damage. Because I got up, like, usually I'll be, like, dragging it. Like, when I get up at, um, because I get up at 6 a.m. And I'll set my alarm and I'll be like, fuck it, I'm getting up at 6.30. Um, And I um, got up on time today. And I was like... (laughs) Let's fucking go. So I went to bed early. I could have slept in a little bit later today, but for some reason, like my eyes always open at a certain time. And I just was like, okay, whatever. But again, now I'm perfectly sleepy. So yeah, that's good. That's another thing I love when I come over here because I can just, I can sleep in late and I'm just like, and honestly me sleeping in late for work is like sleep until seven. Um, (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not the only one that gotta um, you know, wake up early. So, you know, fuck it, we ball. 
Yeah, that was my four. I think of my exes every week. I don't know why I get to, I, because I started talking and I just forget which number we on. All right. So for me, first thing is a nice, slow walk. I know people don't think that that's restful because it's moving, mm-hmm. you know, but for me, it's the rest of the mind and it's moving at a very slow pace. And it's just something that I do for myself, by myself. Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I listen to an audiobook. I always walk around my neighborhood, find new different like different blocks. Sometimes I walk around different neighborhoods. Like sometimes I walk around my mom's. But it's just a really, really relaxing activity and it helps me to rest my mind. And again, mm-hmm. it's not about cardio. It's not about like, oh, how fast can I walk or how many how what can I burn? Like it's just about Nice and slow. Distance doesn't matter. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to be tired by the end of it. You're just supposed to feel like, you know, if you, again, if you're somebody like me and movement is important for you to feel like, you know, just to feel like you can think straight, mm-hmm. then that's a nice slow walk, is it? Yes, that's why I had to leave the office every so often and just, I literally just walk out in front of the building or walk in the back of the building and I'm like, all right, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Yeah, it's just like a mental reset, you know? Yeah. Um, Also, I love lounging around, right? So sometimes I like to lounge around on, like, the couch, sometimes in the bed, and sometimes I like to lounge around, like, outside. Like, I'll sit on a bench or something. I will sit on a bench for two hours and, like, look at my phone. I love to lounge around. In she does. Oh, in your car? Did you mention that? Yep. I like yeah. to lounge around in my car. I really like to just, like, my thing is, I like my feet to be out, but my back, I be sitting up. I like to take my shoes off, and I just like to look at either, like, I'll talk on the phone, I'll read something. Sometimes I just be staring, but I really like to <laughs> I know sometimes y'all she'll drop me off at home and she'll be like in like just in her car on my block and I'm like I'll be looking through the window like Iman it should just be there and I'm not even in the car my dad be scaring the life out of me he said the worst thing you can do is sit in your car (laughs) and the day and age are like this because everybody who did not cross their head seemed like they was in their car and then nowadays I just don't even feel like I'm safe enough to do it but I'm like I love it's just something about sitting in your car especially when the music it's like no music hits more than when you park it's like that's when all your favorite songs all the songs you haven't heard in a long time and then it'd be nighttime and you don't feel like bringing in all 17 of the bags you have with you up just up steps so it's yeah. just like i just like to sit there but yeah it i love lounging around um facetiming or talking on the phone with a friend like literally Again, if you're like me and you feel like sitting down sometimes and the house can just be boring, if you're talking to a friend while you're laying down, it's like sometimes you don't need to be asleep to rest. Your body isn't moving, yes, but you know, you're still building a connection, catching up with a friend. And it's like, it's always somebody to catch up with. It always is. Even if you think, no, it's not, it's an older relative you can Mm -hmm. call and check on, Like it's somebody that you could be checking on. If you just want to sit around and lounge. And if you are an extroverted person who can get energized from conversations. Yes, that's very true. Um, I definitely need to do that as well. Um, catch up with people like that. I've been recently, recently, 
doing that with people. And I'm like, I love this. I need to do this yes. more. I love being like, yo, when, when, like, I just randomly will think about who haven't I seen in a long time? Like, who haven't I talked to in a long time? I need to be talking to them. Like, I need yes. to call them. Um, and finally, I like to visit, like, my mom or my grandmom's house because I don't have to do anything. Like, again, when you home sometimes as an adult, you just get this urge to, to clean. Like, <laughs> you just feel like if I'm laying on this couch, but this sink is filled with dishes, I'm a bad person. But if you at your grandma's house, you can't do the dishes and it's like <laughs> no Wi-Fi. So you can't really be on your phone. Next thing you know, you're looking at old photographs and like my, like I'll be at my grandma's house looking at old photographs, eating. And next thing you know, I'll just feel myself sleep and I can feel like a cover going over me. And I just feel like it's so nostalgic. It reminds me of when I was young. So just kind of going over to my mom's, my grandma's, or even my aunt's, I feel like they still treat me like a kid. So I like to go there and just not even have to deal with adulthood. Yeah. And you know, they love it. Oh yeah. My grandma, she be eating it up. She like, Oh, look, she, how long did you, how long you think you went to sleep on that couch? You had to be asleep for at least an hour. Cause Donna called me at two and you woke up at three. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, probably was sleep for an hour. But yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right. So those are my four activities. Um, of course, sleep is my, is really the ultimate. Like when you real tired and you can just lay there, that's yeah. it's, it's every time. Love it. All right. So let's get into toast for assist. This week we are toasting to a hometown hero. Shout out to Quinta, Quinta for winning um, three Emmy nominations for Abbott Elementary. Yeah, being the first black woman to do it. Like, let that sink in. In 2020, like, black women are still breaking records. It's insane. And it's so many records for us to break because we we are now just getting a taste of the even playing field. A taste. Yes. And I just feel like there are so many records to break. But just, like, shout out to Quinta for just opening a door. Mm -hmm. Like, just opening a door and just, like... The her whole entire story is just so inspiring. Yes, from very like the inspiring. Apple, from the Apple Store to BuzzFeed to now, like start starring and creating and just writing and just being such like a businesswoman. It's just it's so inspiring. So yes, inspiring, it really is inspiring. And like, definitely put a fire under my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Quinta, we love you. Felix, period. Damn. That's it. We love you. Period. Let's just get it out there. Yes. Um, let's move on into tea time, shall we? Yeah, let's get into this. Ciao. So Cardi B and the Shade Room were beefing over the weekend. Um, they've beefed before. Um, they moved <laughs> on. Like it got very ugly the last time they beefed. Yeah. Like, it got very, very ugly. People were saying they were some folks said the other folks was Buffalo built. And like, I'm going to be honest with you, certain things you say about me, I'm never going to forget. Yeah. And calling me a Buffalo built bitch would have you, yeah, yeah, mm, yeah. I'm, it's over for our relationship. I don't care what you do for me. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. A Buffalo 
Because you really crafted that insult just for me. Buffalo built bitch is some is a, one of the nastiest things I've ever heard anyone say, and my my mom has said it before. You know? <laughs> you know she has because think about it. My mom is like she goes for the like the jugular. Yeah, she goes for the jugular. So as like, I when I hear that, I know what somebody really think you built terrible. Yeah, and that's a tr- she be pulling out the like I remember she said bison back bitch about somebody like she's like she's she does not have a shortage of um you know insults like that but yeah that's something I wouldn't forget because I feel like you thought about it and you per like it wasn't like just calling me a fat bitch like you personalized that for me you trying to say my shoulders is real broad and you trying to say that I don't. I don't have like a butt. And like for me, that really hurts my feelings. So I wouldn't have never really um got over it. But for some yeah. some way, they managed to work it out, right? Yeah. So, you know, you start to see like the shade room post some things about Cardi B, but they've been treading lightly. Like they haven't really posted anything <laughs> crazy. But recently, um, they post us uh, like something with culture and offset because it was just recently uh culture's birthday. Yeah, that's Cardi B's daughter for folks who don't know. Um, and for whatever reason, Cardi says she DM'd them and they didn't say anything. And then she commented, uh, delete my child off your page. And the reason why she wanted that deleted is because she claims that the website's moderators um, ignore her pro- um, private message and only post negative content um, from her. So because she claimed that, you know, like nobody saw the comments at the shave room she figured she was shadow banned so then she took the beef to twitter and she said um pretty much like because my thing is okay you only post negative content about me cool no biggie got me blocked from commenting on their page okay cool but please don't post my child on your funny ish i don't want to be my old self but just leave me alone and then the shade room says, um, you are not blocked from commenting. Please stop the lies. We are only addressing your comment on negative content. We didn't bring up your daughter. And you called me asking why we don't post your family. Lie again and I'll post the receipt. So then Cardi threatened to drop a phone call um, that apparently would prove her point. And then the shade room paid. This is all going back and forth public. And the shade room was like, drop it. Like, you know, you have our permission to drop the call legally. We won't sue you if you drop it and Cardi said bitch that's a trap the person who I was talking to on the phone versus the person commenting on this account or two different person y'all trying to get me tied up so that y'all can you know sue me and then after apparently hours I'm, I'm looking at the recap because I was not tuned in <laughs> Um, apparently I wasn't after, tuned in either. I just saw the um the shade room rebuttal, like one rebuttal. Yeah, like what? So Cardi said, "Let's handle this like adults." I love that. I love when people handle things like children for hours, and then after you know, <laughs> then they said, "Let's handle it like adults." Like that could have been happened. Like that could have been happened. Yeah, but right. Cardi then they apparently they talked on the phone, and uh the shade room released a comment saying we were able to come to a resolution we're putting the issue to rest and moving on cardi we wish you the best and continued success glad we found a way to move forward peacefully what happened earlier was bad but how it ended is good 
to the room and then they released another statement saying to the roommates our true supporters we promise to never subject you to this kind of behavior again we appreciate your content your constant support of our platform and we will be nothing without our 36 million roommates and counting onward and upward first of all lie again and also you're not positive y'all 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 literally subject the roommates to mess every single day that is toxic and terrible for themselves and also like all y'all was doing was being true to yourselves you're being messy exactly it's like my thing is like all right i got it's two things it's like please this onward and upward is bullshit just because you put like tsr inspiration like every (laughs) once in a blue moon don't mean it's not toxic and then on top of that it's like cardi i don't mean be funny but like one, that's your child. If you don't want your child somewhere, that's it. That really is kind of like the bottom line. But also, it's like, what's this attack on the shade room about sharing them? When once you post a, a video of your child, especially with your following on social media, there's no way to truly contain that. Like, people are going to reshare all the time, and you're not going to have a tab on all those pages who do it. So yeah. it was like, so if you don't want, you can't put a, a video of your child out and truly be like, don't post my child. You can post my child. Girl, you are a celebrity and normal people can't even do that. That's why you should be so careful about your content you post to your children. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just feel like she don't, like she definitely have a beef with the shade room because they did go to court before, which I don't understand it. Because I'm like, if y'all, like y'all must have a plethora of legal funds because I'm just like if somebody took me to court once then I'm just never like doing nothing to them you know but Cardi is a Cardi's name is a money maker and yeah no that's it. very true because so they the like more you know you what post about her it, they missing out on a lot of like um engagement and a lot of engagement of course equals a lot of advertising dollars so I, it's just like it is a big thing to be a, a like a black um media a new source and then mm-hmm. not have Cardi be part of any of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And with that now, not even offset. So it's just like, yeah, but I think that, you know, Cardi has been very vocal about how like the internet shit weighs on her mental health. And yeah. I think for a long time, people just been like, if you're a celebrity, you got to take it. And the one thing I even though it doesn't always make sense to me, I at least appreciate her trying to advocate for like her needs because she finds a loophole to kind of get what she wants. She stay yeah. like winning some type of lawsuit about it. So it's just like, whether <laughs> it's right or wrong, whatever, but she be legally, she be finding ways to, to, to get what she want. Yeah. True. So. I agree. Yeah, anyway, they took the culture's, you know, content down. Happy birthday, culture, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday. Like, why would they even... That was so fucking bold of them to even post it. Yeah, I mean, the last time I, like, you know, sometimes I be scouring the shade room to look for uh, stories when I don't know what happened. I saw that they posted, like, Wave and the family. So I'm just like, I don't know what negative content she is talking about, if we're being honest. I felt like the shade room has been tread lightly with her, and they haven't given any other rapper that grace. Like, they haven't given yeah. the city girls, making the stallion. No, they, they, uh, they share all they tea, you know? Yeah. So it's, Nicki Minaj so I'm like I feel like in comparison to them you you definitely was painted out to be a saint that but. is very very true yeah because I was to say maybe because we don't 
like scour the shade that's room true that like i'm not a roommate so at all i'm not a roommate i just be looking around tmz essence the shade room looking at multiple sources to yeah the people talking about all that all right so moving on uh let's talk about doja kid this show i know it's just not has not a good week for libras it's not a good week for libras <laughs> and they're I feel like Libra's unhinged side is just so scary to me. Yeah, it is. I feel like they don't know what to do, where to go. And it's just so, it's wild because like, um, like the stereotype is that Libras don't like confrontation, but like, it's just, you know, it's, I feel like it it follows them, Um, you know, going from Cardi B to Doja Cat. um, Yeah, not a good week for Libras. Not a good week, you know. I'm just gonna say that things got strange when Doja Cat. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> things got strange when Doja Cat like reached out to 17 year old Stranger Things star Noah Schnapp, um, pretty much asking him for Joseph Quinn, that's his co-star on um, Stranger Things, asking for his uh number or access to him i forget that i don't actually have the direct screenshot in front of me but she was shooting her shot through a 17 year old and he was just like what dm him (laughs) and she was saying something and then he literally shared the guy's page like this kid was big i felt like from that i would well let's start here I do every, if you're one year younger than me, I feel like this ain't your business. I'm talking about my romantic life. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Like I wouldn't even feel comfortable talking to you about that. Like I would, I just be like, you don't get it. Like I'm light years ahead of you. Like she's yeah. literally like 10 years older than this nigga. Like she's 10 years older than him asking him like, Hey, can you like, first of all, we're going to get into this later in the show, but, um, my thing, not later in the show, later in the segment. My thing is, why couldn't you do the research or have somebody in your team do the research for you? Why did you have to go through him? And he is be, being a messy 17-year-old, and he definitely has a history of being messy. Um, he screenshotted it and posted it. He um, posted it. Yeah, he got her a 4K and then she was embarrassed and she gets on TikTok and she's like, you know, that was some snake shit um, that he did. And I'm like, that was so unserious, like so unserious. You are 26, 27 year old grown ass woman and you calling a 17 year old boy a snake? Yeah, and I think it's because I really feel like this is my number one problem with people who really don't see kids as what they are. Yeah. It's a lot of times I think that they themselves feel like their needs are more important than like maybe like a child's or like yeah. they themselves are like young and who cool and hip and I'm no different from a 17 year old it's like yeah you're development developmentally you're supposed to be a lot different than a 17 year old and the fact that you were just like I just feel like it's I don't think that Doja Cat is like a predator I don't what I yeah. think though is that she 
just don't be reading the room and she don't be yeah. saying like because she's so weird and quirky that she thinks everybody's supposed to be like cool with that and also i just think her thirst for a white man took control over i do if we being real honest like i think she was so damn thirsty she wasn't thinking straight and yeah. i feel like that's something to unpack again we'll get into that later into the segment about doji head but when she said that that's some snake stuff i'm like no girl you played yourselves like i swear to god if i would have went through marseille martin to get like <laughs> I don't know, Tracy Ellis Ross contact. And she like played me. I would have been like, you know what? That's, That's what, what I, I get. For, I should have kept it on. You know what? I should have not even done it. I really yeah. shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been upset because I'm like, you are a damn child. But, you know, there she was. So, yeah, a lot of people was just getting on her on social media. And you know what the funny thing is? Doja Cat had a nerd to treat, tweet. Y'all are so cringe and lame and nobody wants to hang with you. That's why y'all be on here unironically writing replies to shit that make you mad. Somebody said no one was mad at you for DM him when he posted <laughs> and they were all laughing. But the second you expressed your concern is why she deemed him a 17-year-old. Like they need to be serious. That's what a Doja Cat stand said. I think it's funny that Doja Cat said that we cringe. Because <laughs> I'm like, girl... You and nobody wants to hang with you. She literally be on TikTok live every day. <laughs> every day. Like she be on there every day. And she's somebody that has a job. Like, I'm like, yo, like, don't you got some songs to be writing? Like doing something, working on, like, you know, your pitch with some somebody. I don't know. But she's literally on TikTok live every day. That's why I'm just like. Are you talking about yourself or us? Because I know people yeah. be doing that sometimes. I know people yeah. do that. Like they yeah, don't, projecting. You know? Yeah, projecting. She definitely was projecting. Because I'm like, people like I that was super cringe. Like, and going back to what you said, when people are not seeing kids for what they are, like a lot. I don't know if she wants to be a mother or not, but she gives me the vibes of somebody that doesn't want to be a mom. Yeah. Um, and people who are like that and just like see kids as like people. And they're just like, oh, like, whatever. Like, it's like, the, to me, that's very cringe. Yeah, that's very cringe. <laughs> and then it's like, all right, you just got called out because that child with the bob released <laughs> the private DMs you sent him, Thurston, over the uh, another man who has yet to say anything, has come yet to come to your defense. And that's embarrassing. That. Very humiliating. She then goes on TikTok and records, um, it's like this trend where people are like mimicking Amber Heard, um, a specific portion of her testimony from, um, you know, between her and like Johnny Depp. It's honestly very, like, I just don't get it personally, but it's also not, um, meant to be gotten like, cause it's not funny. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've never been happier to not get something because it's not Same. supposed to be funny. Exactly. Know? Because <clears throat> so the thing was, so I literally had to look this up for 20 minutes to understand <laughs> like what the fuck was going on. Cause I had no clue at all. So Okay, so I don't know if anybody is familiar. I think we do have like um, listeners in the UK, but Cockney rhyming slang is like when you rhyme words together. Like, um, like uh, the thing that they were saying was, "My dog stepped on a bee," or like, "I, uh, I fell on a tree." Like, it's like it's like you're saying one word, but it's like rhyming. If that makes sense, just look up Cockney rhyming slang. 
because uh, I know y'all got your phone in your hand while you're listening to this. But anyway, <laughs> um, Amber Heard and her testimony, she was talking about how she was dissociating um, because she was just so like, you know, overwhelmed from being abused and her dog stepped on a beat and that made her very emotional. Um, and like she did this twitch when she said it, she said, my dog stepped on the beat. And then she did like a twitch. Um, so people are sick fucks are mimicking that on TikTok, and they're saying, oh, my dog stepped on the beat. Like I fell on a tree and like, they're like doing that, but they're doing the twitch that she did. Um, like the nervous twitch that she did while she was saying that in her testimony and mind y'all trigger warning. She was talking about being raped. Mm. in this testimony um and people on tiktok are taking this section also you know how fucking sick you have to be first of all i was looking at this is why i took me 20 minutes because the testimony was very long and that was a, a section it wasn't even at the beginning of the testimony it was like deep into the testimony that she said this so that means you had to be looking at that intensely and you look at that, you take that one moment, you're like, oh, this is funny. And so now it's a trend on TikTok. People were doing it. So she got a dog, Georgia Cat. And she's like, um, she's like, I'm really sad because, you know, she's a puppy. But I find, she was like, I, um, something, I went outside and my dog stepped on the beach. She's like, you know what time it is? You know what time it is? And she kept on, she repeated. She's like, my dog stepped on a bee, a bee. And she does the twitch, like, repeatedly. The same that- thing that, um, Amber Heard does. So, yes. like, honestly, it's kind of confusing only because the trend in itself is confusing. But in short, it is making fun of, um, you know, domestic violence of victims, uh, of testimony testimony of a time where they again were sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. i did not know the thing about sexual assault but for me it's like even just knowing that somebody is crying because they're recounting an experience that they claim that they you know allege has happened like to me i'm just like yeah i'm gonna leave that alone personally so the fact that doja cat didn't again i think that like it just speaks to her I think it speaks to her thirst to align with whiteness and specifically like white men. Like I really, really Mm -hmm. do think it speaks to that. And I think that it's deeper than what happened in that, you know, that one scandal that we all know to happen. Yes. He was like pretty much into slave play. I'm like, I feel like this is why Doja Cat isn't in a sunken place because I feel like there is something wrong. And I feel like, if you are not a black woman that is raised around that white, that whiteness and just that white supremacy, mm-hmm. it's like, I think it's very hard to understand. Yeah. But I think because I went to a predominantly white um school mm-hmm. and like I saw Me how too. like so many, there were a lot of black girls who grew up in those areas that they, they were gone. They yeah. were brainwashed. Like yes, they were real shit like i we seen it firsthand because we both went to predominantly white institutes and we seen it both hand and that i mean firsthand and that shit was very spooky it's like there's nothing you could do for them girls they fucking is gone they're fucking gone and i also remember i think it's also how we are raised to see when we were younger not now 
when we were younger, it was you were raised to see white men like they just put white men on this pedestal. Yeah, it started to unravel a few years ago, and again, we're only at the tip of the iceberg. And if it wasn't for yeah. crime documentaries, I don't even know where we'd be. <laughs> but like for me, I think when I was in high school. And I was demonized by like the other black kids around me because you know that thing where you just too white for the black kids, too black for the white kids. But the first thing that happened to me was I never was, you know, I never felt loved or safe by like, you know, the black community when I was growing up because I was a little quirky. People called me an Oreo. They told me I talk white. And so me being 17 years old, hearing that my whole life, I literally started to think maybe I do belong, you know, white people because they seem happy on TV. So then when I get to, you know, school and I'm like, you know what? I love the All-American Rejects. Let me give this white boy a chance. <laughs> and then you see how they are. I think me coming from a different space, I just was like, whoa. Yes yeah, and no for me. But if you don't come, if you're not grounded in blackness, whether it was the best experience or not, it can become very easy for you to like just get wrapped up in white male supremacy. Like it's yeah. just it's very powerful. And I feel like Doja is like she's so talented, like so she, talented, like literal so hit maker, talented, like so she talented. works so hard. And I'm just like, for this to be her downfall, it is very evil. Let's start there. Like it is evil. And I feel like it's something that we need to watch, but I just don't feel like, I just feel sorry for her. Like I yeah. feel bad for her. Cause I knew it was something off about her when one time, like this is when I first like heard about, like it's weird. The first, first time I heard about her, actually I saw a video. Uh, it was, I think it was that song uh, go down or something like that. And I, I, I didn't like it when I first heard it, but I thought her aesthetic was like really cool. Mm. I saw that on YouTube and then, you know, she it kicked off like on Twitter with the I'm a cow video and during that time and like people started like more people started knowing her name she like did this weird tweet where she's like yeah i've said the f word before i said it yeah. like she said i said it like a certain 500 something times and then she like goes to like the whole half of the whole tweet is just like the f word the f slur um and i was just like huh like i thought that was very weird um, but also she, um, so everybody, not everybody, but like a lot of people who are like millennials and Gen Z, like, you know, we grew up with the internet and like, for me, the internet, like and most of my personality, my style was, you know, from my space, but some people got into weird shit like 4chan and like, mm. uh, there is good, there are good places, um, good threads on Reddit, but there's some threads on Reddit that are like, Y'all know what I'm talking about. So Doja Cat has that like 4chan, like dark web Reddit forms, like type of humor. Reddit, Reddit for sure. Yeah. So um, she definitely has that. And I saw that by like how, even though I still don't believe that she was showing feet in the racial chat rooms, um, <laughs> uh, she, I stand by that. Um, and if she was, whatever. Um, but seeing how happy she was in that chat room where me personally, as a black woman, I would have been miserable in that, but she was so happy. Like I have not even seen, like, obviously I don't know her, but like from like, that's the happiest I've person as somebody who's like a fan 
um, somebody who is like, you know, witnessing her via social media, that's the happiest I've ever seen her mm. was in that, that chat room. Like she was glowing. Like she was, <laughs> <laughs> she was giddy. Like she was so happy. <laughs> And she was like, I'm the most- she looked, she did. She looked like a damn kid in the candy. She was store. so happy. And she was the most attractive person in there, but she was just so freaking like she was in her zone. And I just like, you know, I just <laughs> like, I hate like, it though. I hate it because it takes me back. It takes me back to like how, like, you ever be like at a party and you hear a black girl talking in another room and you just be peeping in, like, this bitch really talking like this. Yeah, that's this how it's crazy it, to me. Yeah, it definitely like reminds me of like when I first went to school and I was like, oh, like some black people here. And then I meet them and they're just like, you know, they're calling, you know, they're describing somebody who they think is ghetto. And it's like, oh, that reminds me of my aunt. Like, <laughs> so it's just like, um, yeah. I'm thinking about this one girl. And like, first of all, her hair was fried. Oh, but that wasn't going to keep her from, you know, straightening it so they can look like that little, I'm about to say, you know, that screamo hairstyle. But you know what I mean? It's, it'd be like the side bang. And it's like, it's like a real stiff rip, right? Yeah. And it's just like stringy at the ends and thick at the roots. But they're going to they gonna keep it back. And it's like, yes. Um, we were at a party and it was homecoming and they were like, yeah, so someone so like legit like passed away because he like vomited on it. Like he, he, he was, she was telling me a story about how <laughs> one kid, uh, passed away because he choked on his vomit. Y'all please be careful when don't go to sleep drunk for this reason. It's a, a medical term for it. A new fear was unlocked for me that night. But when she was telling me the story, she was like, had her arms folded and was like dragging a cigarette and like, like looking around. And I'm like, bitch, you, think really, she think, you really think you white. That's crazy. <laughs> and like, it was nothing else. I thought, I'm like, yo, she really thinks she white. This is white. It's white. It is a such thing as white mannerisms and black mannerisms. And it's, and that's yeah. why, like, we can say some people culture appropriate simply because of what they do with their hands. It's the same thing. Like, black people be trying too hard to be white sometimes. And I feel like Doja Cat is that type of person. Well, also, I think I think it might be better to say, like, align with whiteness. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. Be, they'll but never when be I that. say trying to be white, understand, it's just how I feel. It's literally how yeah. I feel. I'm like, you trying your hardest not to be black. Yeah, You're trying regardless of if you are like I feel like in that moment it's just I don't know and I know some people like have said that about me like oh you acting white but I just like I be feeling like no it's levels to this shit like sometimes my interests don't don't align to the stereotypical you know black experience and that's why black girl brunch i feel like is a great space because yes. we consider ourselves a space for that quirky black girl but also somebody who's still very much like in touch with blackness very much in love with blackness yeah i'm just like is doja cat in love with blackness yeah but i don't get it because she like niggas is something like you know do she like uh, niggas or something? No, well, she, like, you know, her raps, like, she definitely say the N-word. But has the, like, you know, when we look back at the actual receipts, because you know what? A lot of the black guys do the same thing. Like, they'll be talking all this black queen stuff, yep. and you look at their partner, and, you know, it's Sandra. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's Sarah. 
So it's just yeah. like, yeah, that don't really mean nothing. That's just a, it's a culture pass in the way that, anyway. Doja Cat, we praying for you, sis. Um, with that being said, where are the publicists? Like, yeah, what happened to publicists, PR, media agents? Training. What, yes, media training. Like, what? Both of these situations would not even exist if the PR training was as strong as it was in, you know, the 90s, even the early 2000s. Like, I was telling Iman earlier, I will never fucking forget. One of my favorite interviews is somebody asked Tyra Banks a question and she's just smiling. Like, like she looks nuts. She looks maniacal and she's smiling. And her, I, I think it's her PR agent. Um, Somebody that's on her team is in the background and interrupts the interview and says, she's not going to answer that question. She's not going to. And they keep that. Then the interview is like trying to keep going, asking the question, like thinking Tyra's going to crack and Tyra's just smiling. And the, you know, her rep is like, she's not going to answer that. Like keep on repeating it. And she didn't answer the question. So I'm like, Let's bring that back because a lot of you like a lot of y'all don't need to answer questions. And I know like, you know, coming like I know we've said like, you know, off the wall things, you know, on um here our and own like, show. Yeah, and on our yeah. yeah, on our own. But like uh, at the very core, like we're trying to get there, but we're not there yet. But best believe once we see some like big, you know, a big bank. Um, yeah, all this foolishness is getting, you know, it's definitely going to be curated. Yeah. Um, and and you, you, it's like, realistically speaking, you got to think about like how certain, some things you say are going to, you know, get in the way of your bag or become a conflict of interest or, yeah. you know, more exposure, more opportunity for, you, for people to sue you. Like, it's just a lot that you have to deal with. Like, yeah. I think certain jokes you make when you're really, really big, you like everybody else is doing this trend, but who on the news for it? Doja Cat. And it's just like. Yep. You need to like see. Because I wouldn't have known about it if she didn't do it. And apparently, yeah, but it was an actual trend. And I'm just like, see, now nobody else is mentioned. It's only your dumbass because <laughs> you're the you the biggest star to do it. So it's just like insane. But for me, I think that publicists used to be people that not only secured opportunities for you to be like publicized, like secured media things and events and red carpet, but they also secured like um they they kind of coached you like through some mm-hmm. version of media training, like they coached you on how to show up. And I felt like back in the day, like a public, you, I felt like people would get in trouble by their publicists almost, you know, yeah. I think that the celebrity culture has become so powerful that now they telling the, it's like, I feel like, I don't know, like I'm not in the room, but I would, it seems like the celebrities tell the publicists how they want to use them. Like, I just want you to get me on, like, that show where people be eating the hot wings, and that's it. Like, I just want you to get me on, like, you know, X podcast. I just want you to get me on Red Table Talk. I just mm-hmm. want you to, you know, get me at the mat. I just want you to get me here, right? And it's like, but where does it go past that? And obviously, there, I think there are some people who are doing it well and they have probably access to really really great people like Marseille Martin like I don't (laughs) they make sure little sis is captured in the best light possible yeah yeah some people like 
even like Lily Bobby Brown. It's just like the things they say create such scandal. And I'm like, maybe that's the goal for some people, but it's just like, it's, it's not like putting them in the, in this cancel culture. I don't understand why you would want to do certain things for the sake yeah. of your money. Like, why would you even want to do that? Exactly. Um, also another thing, it doesn't even have to do with like, you know, saying the wrong things or whatever. The way some people answer questions or don't answer questions is like, cause I'm somebody that like, I love interviews. Like I love interviews. Um, I feel like it's definitely a chance to get to know people, get to see, um, like people outside of what they do, like seeing them for who they are, you know? Um, it's a fun thing, but it's so excruciating to me when like somebody, like somebody is a really good interviewing interviewer and they're just like the, you know, the person they're interviewing is giving them nothing to work with. It's like they're pulling teeth mm-hmm. and I'm like, that shouldn't be like, I thought that people are supposed, cause even like what we do, um, at Black Girl Bunch, like anybody that has, we had a guest on the show, we review the questions with them before we even um record like we send people questions we ask them is this okay to talk about is this not okay and people have literally said yes and no sometimes like exactly. no i don't want to talk about this area of my life exactly so i don't understand like what's going on because i feel like um like again not all i'm not like trying to get like nostalgia brain and be like everything was so good back in the day but like there are some memorable like fun interviews from like back in the day like i think about like um and again i'm not that old but like i obviously used to watch a lot of interviews with like share and like there was always fun and like she was always singing witty but like as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, some people just don't have it, you know? Some I people don't have <laughs> Like, you had to actually have talent. Again, not to sound like a boomer, but you actually had to have talent at one point. Yeah. And, and I'm some... sure that there were some, like, little one-hit wonders that kind of made it through. But I feel like the floodgates is fucking open right now. Exactly. And I feel like some people don't even know why they're there. They just like, oh, I just want to make money. Like, mm-hmm. or... I just like want to be a bad bitch. And it's like, there has to be more to that. Like, also, I feel like there might be a, like a spoiled type thing because I feel like now we're in a, um, with entertainment that people are going to like you regardless. Like, especially if you look good, like people are going to yeah. like you regardless. So even if you don't have the, like, for instance, at first, like it was a joke, but now some people seriously like that girl, that TikTok girl, Addison Ray. Hmm. And she really, like, again, pretty, she's a very pretty girl. Um, there's some things that I saw that like she like, you know, is willing to like make fun of herself. But like I saw like she was on, I think it was it was Jimmy Fallon. And she performed first of all, to me, and I'm gonna sound like a boomer back in the day to get on a late night show you had to be that girl you had to be the shit okay that was an honor to be on a late night talk show um and it was just so wild seeing somebody that like you know who like basically mimics um people with less followers tiktoks like on jimmy fallon um and i just felt like it was just nothing there you know and like jimmy Fallon is somebody that i would love to be interviewed by him like i'd be thinking about 
this is the thing. As I talk about it more, I think about it. So going back to Cardi B, even though she definitely could do media training, she, I remember she said that she is somebody who wanted to be a star ever since she was a kid. She would practice. She always wanted to be a star. Some people don't even know what they want to be. Like I said, why they're there. They don't know what their passion is. They just know I got a lot of followers. I'm getting, people are talking about me. I don't have to do anything but to show up. And that is not true. Like I be sitting in my fucking room thinking about shit that I would say to Jimmy Fallon. If he said this, I fucking under know what jokes I would throw back to him. Because that is something that I wanted since I was a kid. A lot of people don't have that. They don't have the drive overall. They just know that I'm here. I showed up. Yep. And, and it shows. Get paid. And it's like, I ain't nobody hating him. Like, get your money. Like, exactly. But at the same time, you give us something, damn. Like, go through the media training. I'm not even like, sometimes I just feel like once people make it, for doing nothing, it's like, who can we blame? Them or the people who helped them get there, right? Exactly. So, like, they got something because this many people are interested and invested. I just wish that, again, the media training and the, the art of like that de- actually dazzling the public. Like, damn, put the pop back in pop culture, please. Right. Like, these days, it'd be drag culture. Like, wake it up some. But yeah. Yeah, let's bring back, like, you know, just media training, work in the red carpet. Like, okay. I know we like beating a dead Charisma, horse, remember, please. Bring back the charisma. Like I remember when Will Smith was saying his goal was to be the greatest actor of all time. And so when he started doing press, he was like, what the hell is Tom Cruise doing? Because Tom Cruise was the only person that kept getting more openings than him. And he was like, okay, he goes on a global press tour. So then Will Smith was like, I'm about to go on an even major global press tour. And he was trying to beat Tom Cruise. So he was going, he was, showing, <laughs> he was kissing babies. He was having fun. He was telling jokes, you know? And it's just like, yeah, but you know what? That's what made people want to be a star. You know, it's not people like the stars we have now. They make you just kind of be like, this is why I hate y'all. But back in the day, I felt like the A-listers back, like when the Holly Berry, the Denzel, the Cher, it's like they really dazzled the red carpet. Mm-hmm. Like we still quote in their interviews, you know, mm-hmm. 10, 20, 30 years later. So just give us some gems and like get that media training and have some damn purpose. Ugh. So let's let's get into the sunken place. This week we have Joseph Robinette B- Biden, okay? Um <laughs> for everything. For everything. That's why he's in the sunken place. Honestly, it's for everything. <laughs> so yeah. it's just getting very the fuck unusual. If you live in this country, you if you live in the United States that's the country in question (laughs) you know that we have just been in some really really unusual times and i think we've done a really great job over the last few weeks simply not addressing it because our mental health was for the sake of our mental health we couldn't but also it's like damn if we feel this way we can imagine that the people who are listening also probably are just tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, it's just a really, really dark time in history. And this happens like her sister Tyson said it was the same thing in the 60s after the death of Megger Evers, um, Martin Luther King, 
and Malcolm X. It just was, it was a weird, dark, dark time. It was all these civil rights things with assassinations of presidents. It was just weird. And I feel, and I think about like this time in our history, mass shootings, uh, Roe v. Wade situations happening. We got carjackings. We got carjackings. Um, you know, a 70 some year old man got beat to death by children in Philly the other day. Seven men, just for no reason. It was just blind rage or, or I'm sorry, misdirected rage. You know what I mean? And it just, they just took a man's life, you know? And we got, again, carjackings. You just could be anywhere at any given moment and get shot, Mm -hmm. right? Children, everybody. It's just utter chaos in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if if we all know why this is happening, why this has spiked, it's because of COVID, it's because of inflation, it's because of all these things. Oh, by the way, inflation is kicking everybody's ass. This Child. shit is horrible. Like it is so bad. Gas prices are, you know, through the damn roof. Hor- the Ukraine is in- horrible, right? If you're not careful, it could be very hard to be positive. And it's just mm-hmm. like, we can't pray our way out of this. We need somebody that's going to actually mobilize. And the person that's supposed to do it got fucking uh, shitting on himself. Yeah, got beats for brains and can't can't do it. And it's just like, I, I heard on CNN that all these White House aides are just panicking. Like, this is all alleged, but they're just like, there is no sense of urgency. And it's just, it's just crazy to me. And then on top of that, the Biden administration decided to award another $1.7 billion to the Ukraine. Apparently, this is um this is it says Ukraine will receive another 1.7 billion in aid from the United States and the World Bank to pay healthcare workers salaries and provide other essential services. The associate the Associated Press reported on Tuesday. Excuse me. No shit for our like our healthcare workers who are on the front lines of a whole pandemic. Did we get this for our essential essential workers got nothing besides thank yous in yeah. the United States? They got, and they still haven't received anything. Do you, un, like, my thing is, I don't care how bad the rest of the world is. You fix this house first. Okay. Exactly. Cause I don't, I'm trying to figure out, like, correct me if I'm wrong. Sorry if I sound ignorant, but how is that the United States job? Like, I understand if it was somewhere like Iraq, because America owes, like, you know, places like that for, like, you know, bombing them, like, you know, recklessly. But I don't understand, like, how is, like, Am I missing something? Like, it's really shit getting real shaky. Like, homelessness is at all-time high. It's literally, I saw on my way to work, I saw, like, a camp um, of people, like, they had the tents because um, they trying to get rid of this apartment building, um, you know, that's been up for years. It's just, like, and I never seen no shit like that. Like, and I'm talking in a major part of the city. I'm not trying to tell nobody where I be at, but like in a major part of the city, like seeing shit like that is wild. So I'm like, shit is crumbling. And I'm like, we can't get a dollar though. Damn, bro. Like shit is just so shit. Like I just, I'm reading here. It says through Tuesday, nearly 1,100 people have been shot in the city talking about Philly. So, that to me, in one major city, in your own country, one thousand people have been shot. That's not how many people have been killed. One thousand people have been shot, and, and that's your lie. 
And it's July. It's an 8% uptick in comparison to last year. One major city. And we know for a fact at this point that what's happening in Philly is being reflected in every other major city in this country. So think about it. We're not even the largest major city in 1,000 and 100 people have been shot. So what does that mean when we think collectively about how many people have been shot in this country? There is a war happening here. <laughs> there is a war happening here. And I'm sorry to have to compare the two things, but it's just so irritating having to duck and dodge and fear and fight for your life and then not. And, and for people, it's, it's just such a mental blocker. It's just like, no, well, it's not a technical war. Therefore, we won't give any resources. Why is it that there has to be some like political interest to get mm -hmm. these fucking po politicians excited about fixing things? Like, why does it have to feel foreign? Why can't it feel local? It's just this ignorance that all po politicians have. But Biden is he has the steering wheel right now. Mm -hmm. And just Democrat Democrats are such I never say this, but they're such jerk offs. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just feel like all they do is jerk around. All they do is play around. Nobody can take them serious. I just saw a poll that said over 60% of Democrats have no faith in Joe Biden and they don't want him to run again. And then that puts us in a more awkward position because are we really supposed to trust a Republican to come along and save the day? Who's supposed to fix this? That's how I feel. And that's just like, this is going to get to a point where people are going, to, I'm sorry, people are going to lose it. People are going yeah. to lose it. Yeah. Like I said, I think it was last week. This nigga will be 80 in November. Like this is, if people have to retire when they're like in their sixties, fifties, like this nigga needs to not be like in charge of shit because obviously like his body, his body, his mind, all that shit is like breaking down. Like, this yeah. is just crazy as fuck. Like you don't have the stamina to keep going, and it's like he been in over his head from the beginning. He yeah. been like the average person would have been in over their head because a lot's happening in the world. Like again, we are living in unprecedented time after unprecedented time after unprecedented time. Like that's just where we live in. So it's like the average person, but nigga, you you eighty. Like literally, this isn't about ageism. It's about science. Like and you're, you're yeah. everything's starting to slow down, and you shouldn't even be run. You don't have the range to yeah, run. Yeah, because if I'm tired at thirty, I can't even fucking imagine what that nigga body feel like. And they say that the presidency ages people. Like, remember how Obama hair looked when he first got in office versus when he left yeah. Him? So that and nigga like, probably oh, I know he going. <laughs> <laughs> he probably was just like, yikes. Did he yeah. keep falling off of the bikes? And, you know, it, they got so many clips of this man falling. <laughs> I'm like, what a fucking joke. Like, what a joke. This is a joke. This is a joke. And it's like, I'm you can't skate by on the fact that you better than Trump no more. You you have been inactive. And I'm really starting to think you, be, you slept the, your whole presidency away. Yep, exactly. Sleepy fucking Joe. Like waking up to give the Ukraine money and then going back to sleep again. That's all I see. Yeah. <sighs> so to hell with just him and all politicians. I we honestly we're almost at the end of our this reign. Like democracy is about to get a makeover. I feel it coming. And um, just let me know where we're meeting. I'll just say that because I'm not gonna <laughs> Let me know where we're gonna meet and what Period. color we're wearing. Um. So. <laughs> 
All right, let's get into common senses. Um, just buckle up your seatbelts, y'all, because it's about the conversation about to get real grown. Um, <laughs> we're talking about sacrifice. Because me crying like a baby. <laughs> let's talk about why are we talking about sacrifice. Like because that's such a strong word. Like <laughs> it is. It's it's strong and it's scary. And we fit in to get into this because we are in our sacrifice era, like real mm-hmm. bad. Real bad. And I think that like sacrifice for like sacrifice it's just a word, right? That you usually hear when you're like watching like Game of Thrones or like <laughs> Harry Potter or something like you know, Lord of the Rings. Three hundred. Like, that's what I think about when I hear sacrifice. Like yeah. I think of like, you know, somebody like like the Hunger Games, you know? Yeah, or like um, you know, you watching like a movie with witches and they're like, We have the sacrifice, like something like that, you know. And you know what though? That's what life is. <laughs> It's, it's, it's just, a witch trap. Cut through as all those movies, and I think that you get to a point where you, you know, you see that, especially when you aren't like privileged in certain ways, like when you aren't born into, you know, like generational wealth. You yeah. have to see like the really ugly side, and you have to all. There's always just a trade off, and then you know, as you just grow, and there's different phases. You become a parent, you sacrifice. You become a partner, you sacrifice. Yeah. You take on a job, you have to sacrifice. You get responsibilities. It's just like such a part. It's it's just baked into adulthood, but it gets to a point where the stakes start feeling really, really high. And yeah. it's also like when you're trying to level up. It's just like this real understanding that you have to sacrifice a lot of things that people your age do when they aren't trying to pursue the same things. And we'll get specific later, but that's why we're talking about it because I think that I've been feeling this for a while. I feel like me, all my friends, like we are, we're closing this chapter. Like, you know, we're, we're about to step up a very steep step to get to our next level. Like we're going to have to work. It's going to be a good level up, but God said, Oh, you got to pay for this. (laughs) Oh, you got to pay for this. Like you really got to sacrifice and show me why you deserve this thing that like everybody else don't have. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not easy. I feel like a big thing for me was to have to sacrifice. And I don't know if you, well, I, you probably definitely agree is um, comfort. That's oh, a, um, yeah. a big thing is sacrificing um, comfort. And like, cause I'm just thinking back, like there was times when like, for instance, I didn't want to, um, I did. Um, I kept on saying I don't want to move back to New York until I had my stuff in order because I don't want to. Because I was very uncomfortable when I lived in New York. I was. I had fun. I had the most fun I've ever had in my life. I will never take it back. I do not regret um, the time that I was there. But I was super uncomfortable. But I, I'm thinking. I'm like I was uncomfortable, but I had so much fun. I was so appreciative. It was times where I would walk down um like fifth avenue and like be on the verge of tears because i'm like yo this is the shit that i wanted since i was a kid like i'm fucking here like Mm. i worked hard to get here like i'm here and i'm just like and i think about it like 
I didn't know at the time that I was going to sacrifice my comfort, but I ended up doing it. So I feel like it's different when, like, I had a picture in my mind how things would go. Because I'd be like, oh, my first year would be like this, the next year would be different. And every year was the same fucking thing. I still was broken. I still was living in New York, but I had a fucking ball. And I just want to think back to that and be like, you were so uncomfortable, but you was having so much fun. You was doing what you love. Like, I literally was like interning um with um with a new york women in film which is a big deal because like i i worked hard to get that um and i got to meet some incredible people i got to learn some cool things i got to see that it's not impossible to be a woman um and a black woman in you know, this field because I worked with, um, other black women and women of color. And I met, um, a lot of black women and women of color who was in the industry and like to be so young and be exposed to that. I'm just like, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. But I didn't, I think it was easy for me to get into it because I didn't know that I'd be sacrificing something. And it's crazy because I was like, I literally was 18 fucking years old. And like, I'm like, why all of a sudden I get older and I'm like, scared like um and I feel like self-consciously it's because I got accustomed to certain things like you know getting my nails done and like wearing certain clothes wear and like looking very all like you know being able to like dress the style that I want and like having this image and this upkeep and I'm like you know once if you know when I sacrifice you know the certain thing to get what I want I might lose that um, and I'm like, who, and like, it's to the point where I feel like, who am I if I have to give that part of me up? Like, you know, like yeah. give up the glamour, give up that, like, who am I? But it's like doing so and sacrificing that stuff, then you will be able to get the glamour that you dreamed of since you were a kid. Yeah. That's like such, honestly, I'm right there. Like, it's definitely comfort for me too. I feel like it's like there are always two sides to me and it's just that one side that just wants like a very simple life and I get things like the apartment or I get things like the car and I'm like I could be content with this forever but I know that I have to be honest about what I think I deserve you know, like I had a conversation with my, with my therapist about this. Like, what do I think I deserve? Like, she encouraged me instead of saying my needs, talk about what I deserve. And it's like, what do I deserve? I deserve what I actually want. Not what's good enough for some people. Not what's better than simply the last thing I had. Is this what I want? Is this the life I want? And the answer is I'm comfortable, but no, it's not. So, you know, it's up to me to do something about it. And so that's one part of it. Like you want that simple life. And then on the other end, it's like, I want this really, really exciting, adventurous life. But to live an exciting and adventurous life means sometimes you can't, your home isn't as stable as, as what you'd like it to be. Like you can't live in the same place 
um, the same apartment for four or five years because that adventure might require you to get up and move and be somewhere else for a long time. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, go out with your your friends as much as you want because sometimes that adventure might require you to not even be around your friends or your family, but to be working on maybe something that's once in a lifetime, allow you to unlock a different part of yourself, allow you to work in a way that really is rewarding. And that's why I guess I don't have the same relationship with work as like many people, because I hear a lot of people say like, I don't want work. I do. I actually love to work because I make sure that the work I do is the work that means something to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in this life, Everything I love was created out of work. Like, I love Beyonce. Beyonce represents work. It don't look like she's working because she's doing what she's put on this earth to do. And that's Mm -hmm. why I try. I want my work to, I want to be the Beyonce or whatever I do. I just want to be passionate in that way. So it's just like, what does that mean? That mean that, you know, sometimes I don't get a chance to just randomly go out with my mom on a Thursday, but that's the thing that fills my heart. Mm -hmm. So it's like, have to like sacrifice those things that you really really love when you're comfortable to live the life that you know you're not going to be happy if you don't live you know so it's like a big sacrifice there and it's like even with like these days I'm starting to feel like how how you look how you carry yourself all these things are so important to like your overall success so like I feel like sometimes I sacrifice time that I want to spend relaxing because I'm like, I got to go to the gym because I personally feel like if I don't, this is crazy, but sometimes I feel like if I don't look a certain way or if I don't, you know, fit a certain, if I just don't need no more barriers, that's how I feel. You know, it's not that I don't believe that I can make it if I looked a certain way. Right. It's just believe that it's just, I believe that if I'm not working on every aspect of myself, I then make it harder for me to connect with people or to get into a room. I feel like in life so far, I've been rewarded when people think, oh, you look nice or, oh, you look pretty. So it's just like, damn, you got to stay on top of that stuff. You have to sacrifice sometimes to like make sure that you look your best. It's exhausting. It's a lot. There are some times where I just want to quit. I'm like, I don't, you know, want to care about my weight. I don't want to care about my hair. I don't want to care about my nails, but like, the reality sinks in for me. And I'm just like, if I just didn't care, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be embraced for it. I wouldn't, I would not. So it's like, sometimes you sacrifice, you know, to do what you need to do. And hopefully my goal is once I cross that line and I get to a part in my climb where I'm just like, all right, I can kind of be a disruptor. I can make change. I'm like, I'll have that conversation. Then again, that's the page out of Beyonce book. She did, the, she did the thing. She did the pop thing for a long time. She played the game. And when she got powerful enough to control the game, boy, did she change it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's just kind of what you have to do. But sometime in the meantime, you got to play the long game and you have to just sacrifice, you know, your comfort sacrifice sometimes like slightly your values, not all of them to get to where you need to be. Yeah. Um, and that's something that like every day I wake up and we were also kind of talking about this earlier. You sacrifice company it can be very lonely when you are taking a step um you sacrifice a lot of relationships yeah um because people don't get it it's hard for people to get what they don't see and all of us have different ideas of what life should look like you Mm -hmm. know 
like me and Sabria have different ideas of what life should look like. But what we agree on is that life should be amazing. Like yep. life should be fantastical and fun, no matter what age you're at, no matter what's going on. Yeah, Make your why the fuck not? Make it big. Have a good time, you know? And I think that since that's both of our bottom line, regardless of what that looked like, New Zealand for her, you know, a cabin, a cottage somewhere for me, it's <laughs> going to be like, I get it. I get what you're doing. But some people just are adverse to all of our decision makings. And it could be like your partner. That could be your family. And it just sucks to always feel like you have to hurt people in order to follow your dreams or hope that in five years, people get it. People yep. see what you were doing. You weren't being mean. You weren't, you didn't have your nose in the air. You weren't, you know, just a wet blanket. Like you literally were working on something. Yes, exactly. It's just, it's just really, really hard um, sometimes. And I guess the next thing we think about is like, how do we keep powering through? Like, how do we decide that although sacrificing isn't comfortable in any way, what makes us continue to sacrifice? Um, just hearing other people's stories for me um, and seeing other people that I know that can relate to me um, just rise um, and become better and see that, you know, is it really helps me to like be in a space and seeing that's why like I started curating like the type of people that I follow on Instagram and stuff like that because like if you can't if you're not seeing people that you can relate to it sometimes makes you weary and like well I can't do that but once you listen to some people's stories and be like listen I really got it out the fucking mud you like to let's fucking go yeah Period. Period. Um, for me, I think what keeps me going is knowing again what my what the big what the big picture is and what my north star is. You know, I think that like listening to other people um, discuss the things that they've sacrificed, it just helps me realize that it's a part of the journey and nobody gets here without doing that. Like no, no one, no one, not. Any any person that has what you want has had to sacrifice something. And also every adult has to sacrifice something. It's regardless of if you are, you know, dreaming of, you know, this this big wild life or if you want a simple life, at one point you're gonna have to sacrifice. So one just accepting that it's gonna be a part of adulthood in some capacity, but the bigger your goals are the bigger the sacrifice will have to be. And also thinking about the things I will not sacrifice about. Mm-hmm. Like, I know for a fact that I'm willing to play the game. And well, one, I, I want to be health conscious anyway. So I feel like I'm a little bit more flexible to like being super, super like conscious about like appearance and stuff. But what I am not going to do is step on anyone else to get ahead. I will not be sacrificing in that way. I will not be sacrificing, you know, to, to the point where I feel like I got to go under the knife to even be um to be seen so it's just like we all have different comfort levels Mm -hmm. as to what's good for us and it's just like those are my personal non-negotiables because I know that I wouldn't feel good about myself after I did it because it's not what I want so and it's not what I'm comfortable with doing so understanding my non-negotiable non-negotiables helps me to realize like I'm fighting for it and like I also sometimes feel like maybe this is sick but when you sacrifice 
and you get what you want, it's just like, you know what? I deserve this shit. I gave a lot to be here. Yep. Like I think about us going to school, like our parents, both, both our parents sacrificed and we sacrificed to even get through school. Whether that should have happened or not is whatever. But it's like that experience means something to me because it's like I sacrificed, I completed it and, you know, I'm using what I've learned. So exactly. for me, I just always like to think about my North Star and it's just like I'm I'm doing this for a good reason, not just for myself, but for my family. You know? Yeah, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. And I'm also not willing to step over people um, as well. And I, I don't want to become a bully and I don't want to be on the Wolf of Wall Street type shit. Like, nope, if never. I feel like I'm in that type of environment, I'm like, yeah, I don't care how good it is. I can't be here. I can't do this. Yep. And a certain comfort, I'm not sacrificing. I know we talked about that like earlier, but like I already, like for me, home is important and I got to have a if as long as I can help it, I would like a stable home. You know, I know like some people can't control that, but for me, I'm like, I know some people, but like, I'm willing to live, you know, wherever to get it done. And I, I respect it, but you got to know yourself. And I'm just like, yeah, I can't do that. You know? So it's like, I'm willing to sacrifice my comfort and maybe I won't live in my current space, which I love. Mm-hmm. I'll have to live somewhere else. That's a little simpler, a little bit more, you know, modest, humble. That's okay. But what I can't do is maybe live out the backseat of my, my car. Like I don't, I would never intentionally put myself in that position. I feel like that's not worth it. Cause I wouldn't be able to function yeah. in like that circumstance. So, yeah yeah but um it could be lonely it could be hard but it's you know we with y'all you know we are with y'all I know a lot of people are making big moves and might be feeling like they have to sacrifice some fun some relationships some things uh just to get by but we get it we're here for y'all we love y'all praying for you period all right y'all so that's it that's the show um Make sure y'all check us out on Patreon. Um, We've been sharing our business on Patreon. We got some other events coming for the people in our second tier. We'll be doing some streaming parties. So we'll be look look forward for some news on that. Um, Brunch party, look forward to some news on that. If you have not subscribed to our Patreon, you can become a patron. We are now on Patreon. Um, Also, just wanted to say really quick, happy Disability Pride Month. That's what July is. July's um, Disability um, Pride Month. Just wanted to give a shout out there. Also, make sure y'all continue to send us listener letters to blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at blackgirlbrunch. Um, follow us on Twitter, BLKGirlBrunch. You can find me on Instagram at Imamate, on uh, Twitter at Itsmate, also on TikTok now at Imamate <laughs> and Sabria. And you can follow me at FrankenFem underscore on Twitter and it's FrankenFem on Instagram. All right, y'all. That's it. That's the show. Bye. Peace.